4: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil. I'm sitting right next to Jeff. Very close. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing today, Neil? I'm doing all right. The warmth of your body is emanating on top of me, and I feel like just not as frozen as I normally am in the studio.
3: Yeah, it's usually a sweat lodge, but it's just the two of us now, so.
4: Yeah, and as uh, Will Smith sang, uh, I guess it's just the two of us. I was going to come up with a joke, but that's all he kind of... <laughs> <his> <laughs> that, that's what he said, that's yeah. That's what he said. I can't really yeah, dispute that. And that's Matt over well, there.
5: You can make it if you try, you
4: know. Oh, thank you, Matt. Uh, I prefer the Dr. Evil and mini version anyway. Uh, so uh, good. How, how are you doing, Matt?
5: Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm I'm a little chill, chilly without the body warmth as well. I'm a regular Encino man.
4: Well, Encino man, uh, is that your favorite Brendan Fraser movie?
5: Uh, it's up there with Bedazzled, I think.
4: Ooh, i give 110% if I remember correct. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Matt and uh, Jeff are here. They're going to be playing in today's game, and we'll get to our guests in just one moment unfortunately uh ken is not here uh yeah and last week we said he wasn't here for a certain reason this week it's a little bit different it's because uh ken has uh, decided to get into uh, knitting and uh, he opened up an etsy shop uh he's traveling the globe in an airstream uh he kind of parks it in uh you know different areas that are um, against the law just to see if he can get away with uh, speed knitting. I think that's what he's trying to start, uh, start like I'm a pretty craze. sure this is the
5: second time he's quit to do speed knitting I feel like this has happened before. You just love having Ken speed knit
4: I just think it's a great visual. I mean you have you that's, have his <laughs> It's not that we love that. It's just that Ken clearly loves Ken, it. Oh no, yeah and this, see the factual thing, th-
5: thing that's happening.
4: Exactly and the difference is the original time he was just speed knitting with uh, sort of cheap supplies Now he's using the threads <laughs> from his beard. So uh, it's just um, higher, higher quality Okay. Yes. Uh, well, we have some special guests here today, uh, a full house. So we're going to start first uh, with our guest host. Uh, he is coming to us uh, currently from Minneapolis. He's an Oakland Five supporter on Patreon. And uh, we are very happy to have him here after his appearance on the Oscars bonus tournament. And that is Ben Savard. How are you, Ben?
2: I'm doing quite well. Uh, I'm in a little sweat lodge of my own. I'm in the attic of, a, of an old house in Minneapolis. Um, I'm a graduate student in New Hampshire originally, but I'm making my way West for a good chunk of the summer and staying with a couple of buddies in in Minneapolis where I used to live. Um, and I got to say, I feel like I can just, I know it's through the screen, but the body heat of everybody on this call, <laughs> it's just so nice. It's, 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 it's warm. It's emanating. It's, it's keeping me going. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to host my, my first game.
4: well thank you very much for joining us and for your patreon support and i'm just happy that the body heat is transferring to you we like to call that the kathleen turner overdrive uh and uh (laughs) just glad that it's working um but thank you very much for joining us our next guest is going to be a contestant today uh she's coming to us from dallas fort worth area and she's a savage superstar on patreon which we appreciate and that is Jeannie Lapack. how are you Jeannie?
0: hey doing really well thanks
4: Yes, thank you so much for joining us, and um, you were uh, gracious enough to come on in a last-minute capacity, but uh, we were planning on having you on soon, but it's just a little bit sooner than planned, uh, and you've been such a, a great uh, vocal presence in our Discord channel, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Yeah, thanks. I'm having a, a blast on the Discord channel. Um, I, uh, I, like I said, I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, I'm sort of a native Texan, so I've been here pretty much most of my life. Uh, I do IT sales uh, as, the way, as a way to pay the bills, and I'm uh, really excited to uh, take down Matt and Jeff here. I think is what uh...
5: <laughs> that seems fair. <laughs>
4: it's not too hard these days. No, yeah, that, I didn't believe it. <laughs> that's the right attitude to have. You come on the show and just immediately <laughs> drop the hammer and say, "You're going down." <laughs> I think when we're people too just tell us, now. yeah, when people just tell us <laughs> they're going to beat us, we're like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a foregone conclusion at this point. Uh, as, as the show progresses four years on, we're just continually getting dumber, so uh, <laughs> for your enjoyment, it. Uh, well, Jeannie's uh, partner uh, is coming to us actually from Sydney, Australia, uh, and despite being a Sydney Swans supporter, uh, he has a great hoodie on right now and a really nice smile, and we're really happy to have him here. He's an Oakland Five supporter on Patreon, and his name is Mark Sheehan. How's it going, Mark?
6: Good. Thanks, guys. Yourself? So...
4: Doing really well. Uh, tell us a little bit about you.
6: Yeah, so um it's uh seeing as I'm in Sydney, it's actually the Oakland seven dollar fifty supporter. Just thought I'd <laughs> throw that out there with the uh, currency exchange. But yes, uh, IT consultant from Sydney, Australia, I have a three-year-old son who's uh would, Laza mentioned, would have me up early anyways. So it's uh it's nice to be here with everyone. It's um, 10 degrees here, so freezing, which uh, in your, uh, in Fahrenheit, that would be 50, so freezing cold, freezing cold stuff here. As as we like to call it in
3: Chicago, a
4: nice day. Yeah, right. (laughs) Late
2: summer. (laughs) Uh,
4: Let's see. So, Ben, you are the host today, Uh, and before we uh, throw it to our team names, we have to hear the rules of the game. Any preference on what rules reading it is?
6: Maybe
2: just a classic, I think. Ah. classic. Just a classic. Let's hear it. I need to hear those dulcet tones. (laughs) (laughs) The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split
3: into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone
4: will be named the cream of the crop i am the cream and there they were darren thank you very much Mm. for your classic reading uh we will give you your five dollar bill and a piece of candy uh to help you uh finish the day
5: we'll have them do a second one and then when the people demand it we'll say uh readings classic and then people be excited for it again there you go. I think that's how that works.
4: All right. So Jeannie and Mark are going to be a team. And we did a little bit of uh, word association to figure out a team name because we weren't sure what to go with. And uh, I believe uh, they've settled on the debut album of Hummingbird Cricket, uh, the new hipster uh, <laughs> indie folk rock band, who's a little bit pop, punk, a little bit pop, a little bit uh, European disco light. So... Um, they all, all the genres,
5: <laughs> all <laughs> yes. genres
4: together. Yes, uh, the debut. Congrats
2: on the uh, on the 7.4 from Pitchfork. That's pretty good.
4: <laughs> Ooh, solid score, solid score. Uh, he will be on stage Z uh, over at uh, Lollapalooza, uh, which is actually <laughs> which... just under the uh, the L train. Uh, but it'll sound okay.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: how about you, Matt and Jeff?
5: Uh, I think we're going with a bird and insect duo as well. Something I wouldn't recommend this time of year is uh, swallow cicadas. I think that's (laughs)
4: weird. (laughs) The swallow cicadas. Uh, Okay, um, Ben, I'm going to throw it to you. Someone is at my door, and I'm going to go check that out real
2: quick and be right back.
5: All right. Well, as we wait for Neil to come back from whatever's at his door, uh, let's just throw it over to Ben and let's get this game started.
2: All right. So uh, we're going to begin with round one. It's all general knowledge, but I'll give a little intro category for each question. So... We will begin with question number one, which is usually a good place to begin. In the category of gotta go fast. In motorsports, the driver with the fastest qualifying time is awarded pole position for the main event. The three Formula One drivers who have earned the most pole positions in their careers are from the UK, Germany, and Brazil. Name any of them.
3: Uh, Matt, we can lock in.
5: Oh, good.
3: I'm going to go watch Monaco when I get
5: home. Oh, you love cars and cars that go very fast around in a circle
3: i love well i love uh i love left long. turns yeah okay. no no it's it's more than they also do right turns it's
2: double the number of turns as nascar
5: <laughs> <laughs> twice as exciting so we're locked in so you guys can feel free to talk it out
6: okay so as far as i my initial thoughts brazil was probably going back i th- think think Ayrton Senna was Brazilian but my initial thoughts really are on Germany would be Michael Schumacher and I think that's what we would lock in if you think is if you if you're okay with that let's uh, try Michael Schumacher
0: that sounds 100% perfect to me
3: Matt they uh they did say Ayrton Senna who I believe is correct from Brazil and then Michael Schumacher who I think is number two um but I think he just set a record um like every time he sets one he sets a new record but 100 pole positions uh, and this was the last race in spain that would be lewis hamilton so that's who we'll lock oh. in with
2: all right so uh the answers in order are indeed lewis hamilton michael schumacher and Ayrton Senna. All, all three right. names getting dropped both teams getting points question number two in the category of baby you're a firework if you've ever been delighted at the sight of green fireworks, you owe your thanks to what chemical element, which features prominently in the title cards for Breaking Bad?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, same time. Thanks. Yeah, like <laughs> so, Mark, do you happen to be a chemist in your part time?
6: <laughs> no, no. It's one thing I uh, one of the hobbies I do not have. Okay. What about yourself?
0: Um, I, I know, but I have a, a decent amount of understanding of chemical elements and so i was trying to go through in my head at least the ones that would be in the name of breaking bad the way it was i think that means the br at the beginning yeah
6: and and then i believe i'm happy with that if you are
0: um of which one bromine
6: bromine yep i could be way off as as mentioned chemistry certainly not one of my hobbies but it's yeah locked in all right both teams locked
0: in
5: yeah. So, you know, we we were thinking prominently featured. You got the BR, uh, then you got another B, but it could be BA, which we think might be barium. So the one B you didn't mention, we're going with barium.
2: And Mark and Jeannie, what did you guys finally lock in with? Bromine. Bromine. All right. So the answer here, I'm sorry, one team getting points. The answer is barium. Mm. Mm. So, question number three in the realm—I'm sorry—in the category of uh, sounds very presidential, with credits on E.T., Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, and the most recent Star Wars movies. Who can claim the title of the most successful woman film producer in history?
5: Let me go check the door to see if Neil's. I there was to just ask. thinking. I wonder if Neil's going to be back anytime <laughs> soon. Do you have a a name that you can even lock in with, or are we just? making something up no
3: i'll text you a, a, a producer that i know so
5: okay because if not i'm gonna go with oprah so we're we're locked in with whatever <laughs> jeff is texting me currently uh you guys can talk it out
0: um, well, now
6: that they've said oprah i'm guessing that's not the case so i'm out don't no, don't no, trust it's definitely us gail
0: definitely go the only thing it does for me is when i think of uh you know et and indiana jones and the still stillburginess of it is kate capshaw because she's his wife but uh, yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't have anything else. I don't know if she was ever producer credits or anything else. So that's the best I can do.
6: I think we lock in with it.
0: Huh? Why not?
5: What are we locking in with? Yeah, I mean, Paula we could, Dean is that what it says? here? Uh,
3: <laughs> well, there's a uh, there's a lot of actresses who are also film producers. I want to say Barbara Streisand and Julia Roberts come to mind. Um, but I know one that was associated with like an action film, um, Paula Wagner did Mission Impossible. So we just locked in Paula Wagner.
2: All right. Sad to say, uh, no points for any team on this question. Uh, I should have really hit that, um, category a little bit harder. So, uh, it sounds very presidential and we were looking for Kathleen Kennedy.
3: Oh, uh, she did, uh, Benjamin Button.
2: Yeah. And she is she is the the head honcho behind most of the of uh, everything Star Wars these days.
5: How do That's you know right. Benjamin Button but not Star Wars?
6: <laughs> I'm just imagining Star Wars with a Barbara and flair to it. I think that would be amazing.
3: Matt, Matt I only remembered once he said the name. I, I,
2: okay. <laughs> All right, question number four in the category of living long and prospering. What American pediatrician wrote one of the 20th century's best-selling books? 1946's The Common Sense Book of Baby and Child Care.
0: Mm. I mean, we can lock in on that one.
5: Okay.
3: That's good. Fantastic. You're going to give Matt and I a lot of time to flounder, so. Yeah.
5: I was going to say, I think it's Thomas Paine if I recall, my common sense (laughs) writers. (laughs) Might might be wrong. (laughs) there. I'm going to Venmo you
3: money because I appreciated that joke that much. It's for you. (laughs)
5: Uh... Doctor Seuss? I'm so. <laughs> a further away, aren't I?
3: Yeah, I don't I don't think that's I mean, you're closer in time, but farther in content, <laughs> I would guess. Um Dr. Acula.
5: I'm <laughs> getting closer. Dr. Giggles, which I always reference. Right. My um Dr. Leo Spichemin? Ooh, I'm fine
3: with Dr. Leo but That is a great okay. reference.
5: There you go. Do, so, please tell me
6: we didn't go with Dr. Spaceman <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so I think again if they had listened to the category name this would have hop, popped out a little more at you this is Dr. Spock
2: and the answer the answer is indeed Dr. Benjamin Spock live oh, long man. and prosper
5: <laughs> well I got that but I was like I don't think William Shatner I was, was, a
0: I was really afraid you were going to get to it because you are naming every doctor <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Dr. Shatner
2: yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number five in the category of Ivy Geography. If you were to walk across the United States along the latitudinal line 42.4, you would cross the campuses of two different Ivy League universities. One in New York State and the other in Massachusetts.
6: Name them both.
5: All right, Jeff has texted me some stuff, so we're locked in. Uh send it over to you guys for discussion.
6: So only from listening to triviality do I know some of them and chances are I've probably got some of them wrong and the geography uh, I'm even less sure of. So (laughs) I can name like the three obvious ones. So I imagine this is all you.
0: Okay. Um, the, The only ones that I know for sure are at least in New York and Massachusetts, or at least I'm pretty sure it would be Cornell and Harvard. So that's what... I would
3: probably go with. We uh, we said Harvard and uh, Andy's alma mater, which is in Ithaca, New York. We said Cornell. Points all
2: around. Oh. The answers are
3: Harvard and Cornell. I think there is one more C, by the way, Mark, in the Ivy Leagues. That would be Columbia, which is also in New York, I think. Ah. But like New York City, <laughs> which is pretty far south.
5: All right. After five questions, let's go to Neil with a score recap. And no, 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 Neil. Okay. So in team... Team Hummingbird and Cricket, I believe they are up to 30 points. And over here at Swallow Cicada, we are also at 30 points, so all tied tie it up after five.
2: All right. Question number six in the category of Sweet Flag, Bro. Canada is, unsurprisingly, the largest exporter of maple syrup, accounting for about 80% of production worldwide. The Canadian flag even features a maple leaf of what variety? Wow. Well, you thought I was going to go the other way, didn't
5: you? Ah, I was hoping you're, you're going to be how like, many "How points are many points are on it that in it? <laughs> nope we, we just got that on the last game we played. I was like, "Ooh, we'll know that." Okay, well, it sounds like we I don't have know a why consensus so. on a complete and total guess. So we are we are locked in with an answer.
0: Mark, any ideas?
6: No, I noticed at one point there it looked like you had a light bulb moment. So I'm hoping that's the case.
0: Yeah, I think I did. I was trying to think the first one that came in is just an ornamental tree we have around here, which is a Japanese maple. So I know that isn't it. Uh, But then um, the term sugar maple popped into my head. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that makes sense. So that's what I would go with is sugar maple.
6: Yeah. Fantastic. Well,
5: that sounds
3: more right than our answer. It it sounds a lot more right than our answer. (laughs)
5: uh we got we got hung up on just naming taylor swift albums and you know the 1989 maple didn't make sense so we went with red
2: well uh good news for team triviality red is a type of maple however uh hummingbird cricket coming in with the correct answer off the top rope sugar maple is is indeed the answer yeah all right moving on question number seven in the category of islands in the sun with more Muslims than the U.S. has Christians, what Southeast Asian country is the largest Muslim-majority nation on Earth?
3: We are locked in. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, this is your part of the world, Mark. I have a pretty good idea, but...
6: <laughs> um, Well, um, uh, I think we can head over to you. Islands in the Sun is a Weezer song. I don't think Weezer is the answer. <laughs> um, so
0: I am very much
6: out of my depth here. Okay.
0: Uh, I believe it's Indonesia.
3: And uh, we too are going with the island nation of Indonesia.
2: Points all around. Indonesia is correct. Question number eight. What's in a name? All right. Three distinct things. One, the choppy waters between South America and the Antarctic Peninsula. Two, a university in Iowa. And three, the artist with the most top 10 hits on the billboard hot 100 all three of these share what name i've got a pretty decent guess
6: on this one jenny
0: okay yeah I, I, you probably have a better idea than i do <laughs> yeah
6: so i believe drake had about eight of the top 10 songs um mm-hmm. at one point on the billboard uh, hundred uh so francis drake was one of the first to hit the antarctic and um the third one the University in Iowa, I'm guessing there is a, I'm hoping there's a Drake University in Iowa. So if you're happy with it, let's lock in with Drake.
5: Uh, yeah, to quote Jerry Seinfeld, I love the Drake. That's uh, the Drake.
2: <laughs> Points all around. Drake is correct. Yes, the Drake passage named for Sir Francis Drake. Drake University in Iowa, which I can confirm is in Iowa. And Drake, <laughs> Drake, you know. Drake, drake is
5: Drake. Right. <laughs> it's very drake Mm. If if Ken were here, he would say something not nice about him. So I'll just throw that in there. He didn't doesn't like Drake. Not no. a fan.
2: Question number nine in the category of picture books. Created by renowned artist Art Spiegelman and based on his father's survival of the Holocaust. What was the first graphic novel to win a Pulitzer Prize?
3: I think so. I think I like that.
5: Okay. Jeff thinks he likes it, and we are locked in.
0: I definitely have a graphic novel blind spot, Mark.
6: Yes, unfortunately, so do I. The name Arts Spiegelman sounds correct. Um, I think I have heard this before, um, but for the life of me, I don't think I'm going to pull it.
0: So I guess we'll, we'll just pass on this one. I think we might have to
6: tap.
5: All right. So they are tapping. Um, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I do remember hearing a lot of buzz about this graphic novel as being one of the most uh, popular and famous ones um, and a lot of really good reviews which would make sense if it won a pulitzer so we just said sin city
2: sin city all right i'm sorry to say no points on this round or on this question uh the name of the memoir graphic novel is called mouse m-a-u-s and it is essentially an extended metaphor of uh the holocaust as nazis as cats and uh, their victims Mm -hmm. as mice
5: i have heard of that one
2: Yes, it's very moving and beautiful if you ever get the chance in your local uh, comic shop or bookstore. Highly recommend. And finally, the last question of round one, question number 10, in the category of The Grapes of Wrath. 36 years before it was adopted by the Obama campaign, the phrase, yes, we can, or more often, si se puede, was the slogan for the United Farm Workers during their fight for better pay. Name either of the labor organizers who coined the phrase bonus if you can get them both.
5: Mm.
2: We'll call it a bonus, five points.
5: So I think I'm, we got one. I right.
6: believe
0: I believe at least one of them is Cesar Chavez.
6: I am happy to go with that. I don't have a lot yeah. on this one at all. Yeah. Um so that sounds good. Do you have a guess for the second one for the bonus points? Yeah. Anything, anything I tried-
0: I tried to think if I could pull anything out, another name, but I, I really can't pull anything out. I think I just have Cesar Chavez. So.
6: But who wrote Grapes of Wrath? Yeah. We could lock in
0: with a last name just for fun. Oh, um, Steinbeck.
5: Yeah. Uh, Grapes of Wrath, you know, written about that, uh, migration of workers, um, and, the their struggle there. Um, yeah, we're, we're pretty sure that this was Cesar Chavez, uh, no idea on the bonus, and you know, I, we're not going to guess. We, we're happy with our ten points. How does that sound, <laughs> Jeff? Like I can it.
3: take the ten and and be happy with that and move on.
2: <laughs> well, not just you guys; everybody's getting ten points. Cesar Chavez or Chavez is indeed one of the people, and the other is named Dolores Huerta. Mm. And fun fact: she is still with us today and an active organizer, and still on Twitter. So. Oh, wow go follow her work. support workers rights i suppose
5: yeah hit pause on podcast and go follow her right now what are you doing yeah so after the first round a uh, pretty high scoring game uh so far we have the uh hummingbird crickets uh, over there with 70 points and over here in it's swallowing cicadas we are at 60 so it's really close heading into the swing round uh ben what do you have for us today for a swing round
2: All right, this is uh, one of my favorite rounds of trivia I've ever written, um, and it feels extremely triviality, So, in that it's a lot of silliness and a little bit of knowledge. Mm -hmm. This swing round is entitled (laughs) uh, Bleak Bleak Sequels. In the year 2021, viewers will be treated to both Resident Evil, Infinite Darkness, and Insidious, The Dark Realm, which got me thinking... Why does every franchise use dark in the title of one of their sequels? So in this round, I will give you the name of a movie sequel. You give me what franchise it is from. So for example, if I said the dark realm, the answer would be insidious. Does that make sense to everybody? Sure does. One dark of the moon. Two dark Phoenix. Three, the dark Knight. 4. Dark Territory 5. Dark Web 6. Into Darkness 7. Mistress of the Dark 8. Army of Darkness 9. The Dark World and 10. Dark Fate
5: Alright, we're going to think those over and we'll be right back
1: So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
5: All right, looks like both teams are locked in. So, Ben, let's get those one more time and get some answers.
2: All right, so the swing round, Bleakwolls. Number one, Dark of the Moon. And Triviality, what did you have?
5: Uh,
3: We said that this was Transformers. And Hummingbird Cricket.
0: Oh, we we absolutely knew this was Apollo thirteen.
1: Mm. <laughs> uh,
2: yes, the answer is indeed Transformers. Mm. All right,
5: number two, Dark Phoenix. Uh, we were pretty sure that this is one of the X Men's. Y-
0: yeah, we also had X Men on this one.
5: Points all
2: around, X Men. It is number three, The Dark Knight. We said the Batman.
0: Oh. We also went with the Batman.
2: The Batman is correct. Number four,
5: Dark Territory. Uh, no idea. No, this movie has quite a few sequels. Uh, maybe this is an Olympus Has Fallen
0: movie. And uh, we, I just kind of guess, No Country for Old Men.
2: Oh, I love that idea. Uh, so I'm sorry to say that no, no points here. This is the Steven Seagal vehicle, Under Siege Two, Dark
5: Territory. Oh. <laughs> uh gross what a shame
2: <laughs> had to get that one in there <laughs> question number five dark web
3: this one was a real team effort with matt and myself we said unfriended
0: Ooh. and uh we figured this was just a really odd sequel to charlotte's web
5: mm. <laughs> uh,
2: i'm sorry yeah eb white did not get in on the unfriended <laughs> uh movie chain but this is indeed unfriended to dark web
5: I think Charlotte's Web is dark enough with that
2: ending. Right? I don't think they need to
0: it. Uh, I mean, the, the ending could have been a little darker. We can all agree. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right. Question number six, Into Darkness.
5: Uh, this one, I'm pretty sure, is the Chris Pine Star Trek movies.
0: Yeah, and uh, we couldn't pull that one, so we just said bring it.
2: Oh, I'm, again, I love the idea of all these sequels. Uh, <laughs> but indeed, it was Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, question number seven, Mistress of the Dark.
3: I happen to know, shamefully, never seen it, but I happen to know this was
2: Elvira.
0: Oh, wow. And uh, we just kind of tried to go that direction. It said Van Helsing.
2: Mm. Yes, indeed. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Her first ever uh, movie after a, a successful 80s run on TV, hosting movies as Elvira.
5: Mm, that was the Promoting first. Doritos, all 90s. I believe yeah. that's all she did. Those are good times. <laughs>
2: Question number eight: Army of Darkness.
5: Uh, yeah, I believe this is the second in the Sam Raimi uh, Evil Dead movie. So he said Evil Dead.
0: Ah, and see, we we uh the best we could do. I was thinking it was Dawn of the Dead, but that's probably right.
2: Very, very close uh, with with uh, Dawn of the Dead, but no, this is part of the Evil Dead trilogy. I think it's the last film, right? I believe it is Evil okay. Dead, Evil Dead 2, and then Army of Darkness was the third picture. Ah, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Gotta
3: love wasn't,
0: evil, wasn't Evil Dead 2 just the remake of the first Evil Dead?
2: That sounds right to me. And because I don't know the answer, I'm going to go ahead and say you are absolutely correct. Yeah, that is exactly how it happened. Uh, question number nine, The Dark World.
3: Yep. Uh, also known as the 21st best MCU film <laughs> out of 21, uh, we said
0: Thor.
2: Oof. Rude.
0: And uh, I said Thor, and it, it I may be one of the only people who actually liked this movie.
2: Mm. I, I myself am a fan of the Dark Elves. This is Thor The Dark World. I don't think it's a bad movie.
3: I just think <laughs> it's the weakest of all of the MCU films,
2: but... See, I like it, but I don't think it's a good movie. I just like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's where I land as well.
2: And finally, last question of the swing round, 10, Dark Fate.
5: I think this is the sequel that no one asked for to a sequel that nobody watched in Terminator 3. I think this is a Terminator movie.
0: Oh, wow. I just tried to, we just tried to think of something that had involved fate. So I said wanted
2: Mm, not a bad guess, but uh, Triviality has it again. This is Terminator Dark Fate.
5: Mm. We know our dark films, apparently. We're very dark we didn't, people. Didn't. <laughs> uh,
6: I'm really yes. hoping this. I'm hoping this cinema business comes to Australia soon. It sounds like amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
5: you guys just got jaws right i think that's where you guys are about so yeah, stay out of the waters people panicked all we have is water we've, gonna...
6: we've had jaws the whole time it's a documentary here. <laughs>
5: <laughs> i will tell
3: you guys though that when the star wars comes around you should definitely book your seats early yeah definitely
5: check that one out
2: you will lose uh, your mind i believe jaws 5 was dark waters but i, I didn't feel like including it on here
5: Several of those. Uh, So that was quite the swing round. Uh, Going 9 out of 10, uh, we added 45 points to get up to 105. Uh, You guys adding 15 points uh, right behind us at 85. So let's see if you can close that gap in the second round. Uh, Take it away, Ben.
2: All right. Round two. Question number one in the category of revealing personal medical information. Did you guys know that I have type 1 diabetes? It's true. It's something I talk about probably too often. Anyway... The specific cells in the pancreas that produce insulin are known by what Greek letter?
6: We can lock in, Matt. Uh, I mean, I can't even think of a great deal of Greek letters, sigma, omega, and I'm probably wrong again. <laughs>
0: uh, I would say the, the only thing that makes any kind of logical sense, like if I tried to logic it out, would be lambda. Um, just because I think it has to do something with leptin and it starts with an L. I
6: don't know. Sounds good to me. And it's one of the most fun ones to say. Lambda, lambda. Lambda, Let's lambda, do it.
0: lambda. There you go. Lambda.
3: All right. Uh, I actually happen to know a couple of people with type 1 diabetes. I think these are beta cells.
2: As fun as lambda is to say, the answer is indeed beta cells.
5: Mm.
2: I'm. Ex- if you couldn't tell by how alpha I am, I have no working beta cells. <laughs>
5: It comes across really well over audio, for sure. Yes, nobody
2: can tell that I'm a bespeckled nerd with a (laughs) patchy beard. (laughs) (laughs) Question number two in the category of Hug It Out. What sea creature has three types of pigment sacs known as chromatophores in its skin, which allow it to rapidly change color and texture?
5: Yeah, that is what I was guessing. You want to just lock in with that one? Yeah
6: jeannie i imagine it's uh, octopus or squid something like that i don't know how specific we need to be
0: yeah that's what came to mind too it's like when you think about the sea creatures that change color yeah octopus cuttlefish squid or the so but i think of those octopus are the ones maybe that have i think more advanced color changing and texture why? so I'd probably go octopus Yep, I think octopus yeah. let's lock it
5: in uh, yeah we so we didn't really know on uh, this one we just I know I've s- seen the videos of octopus changing color as they swim underwater and that kind of thing so we just locked in with octopus
2: oh we are very close here all around but no points uh so the the category again was your hint hug it out so this is the cuttlefish
5: mm. God. <laughs> I thought oh. it was an entourage reference
0: and
3: oh, I said it. Uh, I know. That's, it why I was,
2: that's why I was like, oh, that's devastating. <laughs> All right. Question number three runs in the family. The iconic suffix junior is necessary when talking about Ken Griffey because his father also played in the major leagues. Not only that, but the two became the f- only father son pair to hit back to back home runs, which they did for what team?
5: Locked in.
0: I was like, this fan, is where right? I feel bad for Mark.
6: <laughs> yes, uh, I, I do. The uh, only American sport I generally watch is the hockey, which mm. is not really helpful here. Yes, the best one. So, the best one for sure. Um, so I, I, I've heard the names certainly on trivia podcasts and the like. Um, but as far as picking a team, it would be complete guesswork.
0: Probably going to be upsetting my family by not knowing this. Um, I feel like I should know at least who Ken Griffey Jr. played for, but I don't know. So I'll just say the Cardinals.
6: Do we? Can we? Um, can we game theory it out based on where Ben's from? Where Ben? Uh, I don't think there's. Well,
0: the he's from Vermont, I think he said. So or New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Oh, that the Red Sox. Sure. You want to do the, go with the Red Sox?
6: Oh, I, I'm not trying to talk you out of an answer. I was <laughs> it's
0: all, it's all the same to me. In my head, uh, I'm like, okay, red's a popular color. They're both red, so Red Sox. Uh, I'm good with that.
5: All right, so you guys locked in with Red Sox. Uh, Griffey did play for a few teams. He ended up playing for the White Sox and Reds a couple times, but uh, most noted uh, for being a Seattle Mariner. So Seattle Mariners.
2: Yes, indeed. The correct answer here is Seattle Mariners, although I do appreciate being uh, uh, identified as a Red Sox fan. So, in my heart, you get a point for that. I would <laughs> want
6: to. We will take any points we can get, even if they points.
2: <laughs> All right. Question number four. Again, my apologies to Mark. Uh, in the category of not talking about the engine manufacturer here. Who was the first woman to ever named to a cabinet position in the U.S. government, serving as FDR's Secretary of Labor for all 12 years of his presidency?
3: Um, Jeopardy rules, right? Last name only?
2: Yes. Last name would, would suffice. Okay.
3: We're locked in. Okay.
0: So, Mark, I think we did, I would have to start with the engine manufacturers and try to but what would be an engine manufacturing? Any idea? (laughs)
6: Um, Really nothing is coming to mind. I seem like I've got a a blank spot at the moment. They do say the camera drops uh, a few IQ points and I didn't have a lot to start with. So I'm struggling significantly. (laughs) I'm thinking the first thing that came into mind for some reason was um, like airplane engine manufacturers, Boeing or all that. And I don't know why, for no particular reason. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I was trying to think the only thing that comes to mind for me is I think that Saab commercial where it's talking about made from jet engines or something. Yeah. Oh, um, that was some
3: great GM marketing. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, But other than that, an engine, I can't think of like even an engine. So I don't know.
6: Maybe Bentley. Bentley do does Bentley sound like a name that would be in a cabinet position. Sure, Bentley <laughs> that sounds
3: good. Um, I think this is a, a much less common one, um, that you would think because I think they make like diesel engines for like trucks and mining equipment and stuff. Uh, we said Perkins,
2: and the answer is indeed Francis Perkins. Wow, wow. good pull Jeff.
0: Right,
3: that is a good poll. It came we'll up on an episode it. not that long ago, I want to say, Matt. So,
5: was I there? I don't feel like I was there.
3: <laughs> I don't feel like I was there as an apt description of a uh, lot of what happens there. around here.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's fair.
2: That happened. I don't know, I think I was here for that. All right. All right. Moving from beyond the, uh, the, the shores of the United States, in the category of, do they know it's Christmas? Question number five. Goat, suya, and jollof rice are all staples of the Christmas dinner table in what African country... The largest by population.
3: We can lock in, Matt. Yeah, we can
0: too.
5: Oh, good.
3: Who wants to say first? It's very. Uh, We can go. Um, I believe, Matt, that's Nigeria.
0: Yeah, and that's Nigeria, and it's jollof rice.
2: Jollip rice. Oh, man. Should we re-record it or just keep my ignorance in there? Uh, You can do it one more time if you want. No, that's okay. I'm a uh,
5: (laughs) And now we got to to leave this part in, too. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Now you learned your lesson.
2: I I absolutely did. Jollof, say it right. Say jollip Jollip rice. All right. uh, Points all around. This is indeed Nigeria. Question. Oh, before we go to question six, can we uh, check in on the scores,
5: Matt? Let's get a happy score update from us over here at the Swallow in Cicadas. Uh, We are up to 145. Uh, Hummingbirds only at 95, but, you know, anything can happen. We can get all these wrong. It's happened before. So let's see what happens.
2: And uh, a check-in from Neil. Uh, I got a text from him, but it's just a dollar amount and a set of coordinates.
5: Oh, that can mean anything. So we should probably just move on.
2: (laughs) All right. Just delayed it. (laughs) (laughs) Question number six in the category of Adam Sandler. The two most common first languages in South Africa are notable for their use of what type of consonant sound, which is almost entirely absent from English. As a bonus, 10 points if you can name both languages.
5: Do you know this, though? No. I don't know. I do I'm not. You're <laughs> not helpful. Well, this, is, this, is, all right. this is a tough one to text too. I
3: know. I, do, I, I just don't know this one.
0: So, Mark, I, I do know what the the consonant sound is. These would be click languages. Okay. But I, I, as far as the bonus, I don't think I can name any click languages.
6: So, I I know that they speak Afrikaans in South Africa, but
0: that's yeah, no that's a Germanic
6: language. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, it could be Swahili. Could be one of them. Could I be believe one. That's a an African uh, language. That's mm-hmm. not much more that I know about, but that's worth a guess. I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, the the click languages Swahili and uh, I'm sure I will have heard of it but I don't think it's going to come to me so I don't want to waste too much more time on it So yeah, let's lock in
5: Yeah, my initial thought was Swahili for a bonus but I didn't even think of click languages or any sounds like that So uh, we we had nothing Uh, So Swahili nothings that's all we got
2: (laughs) well one team is getting points on this question the answer is indeed clicks uh these are both click languages swahili is not one of the two most common first languages uh that would be zulu and osa Mm. i apologize to anyone who actually speaks either of those languages because my god i cannot pronounce anything but that was my best attempt and that is spelled x h o s a so Hosa. Question number seven, in the category of Saving Souls, what folk artist was raised in Homer, Alaska, before hitting it big in 1995 with her 12-time platinum debut album, Pieces of You? Oh, yep. That
0: makes sense. Mm-hmm. That sounds right to me. <laughs> I can tell you're <laughs> looking at me here, Mark. Um, yeah, uh, I mean,
6: is, it, there's prayer in my eyes.
0: Yeah, th- this is Jewel.
3: Brilliant. Yeah yeah Has chicago probably, food
0: store <laughs> chain. Nigel Nigel oh. <laughs> Just i possibly Jule. should have known
6: this actually i actually at a for my one of my high school girlfriends i bought the uh jules one of jules poetry books
5: oh, um, for her i'm sure right okay <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah.
6: I, I may have read a couple of
5: pages
6: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah something uh, about that. Uh, armor it was kind of a a play on words with armor and armor as in a as in love in in french so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is starting to sound like a nail story so i'll stop
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah if the answer was pieces of me i was i would say ashley simpson but pieces of you i think is jewel so we said jewel
2: points all around this is indeed jewel
5: she drove down from alaska and lived in her car for a while that was like the big story that everyone was talking Mm -hmm. about from what i remember
2: well, that's not very impressive. That's what I'm doing right now as I travel across the country and you I'm need, doing need, it. You,
5: hey, you need to write a a a hot album. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's the key. Yeah,
2: or, or, I'm sorry, Mark. That's a Honda Jazz to you. Oh.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All
2: right. Question number eight in the category of all for one. What French language author born to a freed slave and an innkeeper's daughter became one of the 19th century's most successful authors through novels like the three musketeers.
3: Oh, we can lock in.
5: Ooh, big Musketeer fan up there.
3: Uh yeah. No wonder he's so musky.
5: <laughs> I
3: think oh, wow. that's the sweat lodge. <laughs> Which it's by the way, meeting. it's hot in here and I'm the only person in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think means the problem is me.
5: <laughs> that seems to be what happened. <laughs>
0: Mark, how's your literature? I know I should know this.
6: Uh it, it seems great. like I uh, don't have any trivia knowledge whatsoever, but as <laughs> uh, soon as French author come up, Jacques Coste was obviously a name that popped into my head and then three musketeers, that name quickly disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
0: so, yeah. But
6: three, um, three musketeers, 20,000 Leagues under the sea, you know, very close.
0: Yeah. Uh well Jules Verne was 50,000 Leagues Under the Sea oh, but yes, again, I think he's a little more modern. Um so <laughs> the the only ignorance. one I Yeah, and I'm going to feel I'm going to feel silly for it but the only other one I can think of like from time frame wise would be Victor Hugo. So Victor Hugo if, if that's okay. Works
6: yeah. for me. Yeah.
3: So if I have this right, he's an incredibly interesting man. Um with an even more interesting father. Um, so if you uh, have some time to look into his father, Tal- uh, Thomas Alexander, please do. Um, but we think this is Alexander Dumas, Ken's favorite yeah. author and writer of the Count of Monte Cristo.
2: Indeed. The correct answer is Alexandra Dumas. Also correct. The, uh, the author of the Count of Monte Cristo, uh,
3: <laughs> a story inspired uh, by his father, I want to say, and, it's not very embellished, turns out. His dad was like a crazy general war hero, like really cool, really interesting uh, histor- uh, character in history. So,
2: really worth reading probably a biography, or if you're like me, perusing a Wikipedia page. Go check him out. I think
3: Biographics <laughs> also recently did a 20 minute episode for those of you who have the mm, attention span too of long. me.
2: <laughs> no, thanks. Well, you can do what I do with Triviality Podcast and just play it at double speed. Then it's only a 10 minute documentary. Question number nine. In the category of James Cameron's Vacation Home, just south of Guam lies the Mariana Trench, a seafloor depression that includes the deepest known underwater location on Earth. What is the name of this spot, which is more than a mile deeper than Everest is tall?
6: We can lock in, Matt. Finally, something I know, Jeannie. (laughs) This one is Point Point Nemo. I'm fairly certain named after the author of Moby Dick or something to do with Moby Dick. Now I'm starting to doubt everything, (laughs) I think, but I'm going to lock in with Point Nemo and then look really stupid.
3: I think Point Nemo is the most isolated point on Earth from humans. Damn it. You are uh, correct. I, <laughs> I think, the, the, <laughs> I think the, the one in question here is the Challenger Deep, Challenger which the deepest Deep, part yeah. of the Marianas Trench.
2: Indeed. The answer is the Challenger Deep. Mm, Mark, I'm so sorry. I feel yeah. like
6: I'm I'm going to go and sit in a hole.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. It gives me a good opportunity to say that often the people closest to Point Nemo are the astronauts on the ISS. So
2: What a great love that fact.
3: I do love that fact. <laughs> yeah, I, I think right. the ISS is one of the best things human beings have ever done, Matt. So
0: Okay.
5: Noted. Matt
0: doesn't sound convinced
3: <laughs> I'm not, no. he's like it's just a shiny thing in space yeah. like what's the big is deal like, have you had, I don't think so <laughs> like,
0: have you had Nashville hot
3: chicken Yeah. Ooh, and, hey. you know what I redact my previous statement and replace <laughs> yeah. it with Nashville hot chicken
2: Oh, if we if only we could do that with everything in life just decide <laughs> I, unilaterally can we please swap this up for Nashville hot chicken <laughs> alright and final question of round number two uh, a pax on both your houses or if you want to say with a thick new england accent a pax on both your houses <laughs> the 200 year period known as the pax romana which is latin for the peace of rome began in 27 bce with the ascension of what emperor an adoptive son of julius caesar
3: we can lock in matt
6: oh geez jeff on a roll Jenny, what are your thoughts on this one?
0: Um, the, when I try to remember you know, the Roman history and all the emperor ascensions, uh, the only one that is, is Julius Caesar after before Augustus Caesar, would Augustus Caesar have been the one that?
6: That is what I had written down. I thought that he was after Julius Caesar, but now as mentioned, I'm doubting everything <laughs> in my mind. So I'm uh, referring to you, but I think yeah. Augustus. sounds. sounds I right. think
0: Augustus Caesar sounds right, yeah. And
3: um, yeah, uh, I thank HBO's uh, two season show Rome for this one. Uh, I know this is uh, Caesar Augustus, or Augustus, or Augustus Caesar, or uh, you know any number of ways to put his name <laughs> and title.
2: <laughs> all right, yes, points all around. Uh, Caesar Caesar Augustus, Kaiser Augustus is correct. Other names that he had was uh, Gaius Octavius or Octavian. So, but uh, m- better better known in the in the West as uh, Caesar Augustus. All right, Matt, how are we doing on scores?
5: Uh so after the final round there, uh we are up to 185 here at the Swallowing Cicadas, 125 over there at the Hummingbirds, but anything can happen in the final because we it like always to bet does. big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we get those categories that we can wager on, I just want to say thanks to all of our friends here. You know, they're all Patreon members, so we, we love having them on. Uh, how can people at home join the, the ranks of these Patreon members, Jeff? It is
3: very easy. If you would like to support our show monetarily, you can do so directly at patreon.com slash Triviality Podcast, where for as little as $5 US, as Mark pointed out a month, not uh, necessarily Australian, <laughs> you can get access to all of our bonus episodes. We have great perks at every level. If you can support us financially, we we would be very grateful, and again, you can do so patreon dot slash triviality podcast. We say there's a there's a perk for every patron, right, Matt?
5: Yeah, and you know, with our new cryptocurrency, uh, Jeff Coin, uh, just one Jeff Coin, I believe that's that's the new tier. That's, I don't know what that's worth.
3: I, I believe I a, a Jeff Coin has no monetary value, but just uh, <laughs> tell your friends about the show. We'd appreciate it.
5: Yeah, that works. So let's move on to that final round, Ben. What are those categories we'll be wagering on?
2: All right. The categories for your final round in honor of my first ever appearance on Triviality are actress, actor, screenplay, director, picture.
5: All right, Ben, all the wagers are locked in. Let's get those questions.
2: All right. Uh, Question number one in the category of actress after her 2020 win, Frances McDormand is now one of two people to have at least three Best Actress Oscars. Who is the other? Question number two in the category of actor. The most common type of nuclear reactor creates a reaction in which uranium atoms are split into krypton and barium atoms. What type of reactor instead uses a reaction in which deuterium and tritium are combined? To make helium question number three in the category of screenplay. one of the foundational plays in basketball occurs when one player sets a screen for the player with the ball stopping the defender from chasing them what is this play best known as question number four in the category of director Longtime FBI director J. Edgar Hoover notoriously abused his power to harass and impede the lives of people such as Martin Luther King Jr., Charlie Chaplin, and what chairman of the Chicago Black Panther Party? And finally, question number five in the category of picture, what muckraking photographer and journalist scandalized the world and helped kickstart the progressive movement with his 1890 exposé, How the Other Half Lives.
5: All right, we'll go over those and we'll be right back.
2: That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts.
5: All right, both teams are back and locked in. So let's get this final round underway.
2: All right. Uh,
5: Question number one,
2: after her 2020 win, Frances McDormand is now one of two people to have at least three Best Actress Oscars. Who is the other?
5: Um, So we wagered 10 all the way down. I believe you guys wagered 25 all the way down. Correct. Depending on how that goes, it might be called a Sydney swan dive. We'll see. We'll see how (laughs) how your points end up. Um, We didn't really know. Uh, We guess whenever you're thinking about actresses that are very, very successful, uh, Meryl Streep is. So we said Meryl
1: Streep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we we, kind of went the same direction. I don't think when you're trying to guess actresses that have won Oscars, you can go wrong with guessing Meryl Streep.
2: All right. I'm sorry to say no points for anyone (laughs) here. Uh, Meryl Streep has won three Oscars for acting, but her first was for Best Supporting Actress in mm. Kramer vs. Kramer before winning two Best Actresses for Sophie's Choice and The Iron Lady. The correct answer here is Catherine Hepburn, oh. who has not three, but four Best Actress Oscars. Sorry to, uh, to get involved. <laughs> Meryl Streep, she, she's still got time. <laughs> Question number two. The most common type of nuclear reactor creates a reaction in which uranium atoms are split into krypton and barium atoms. What type of reactor instead uses a reaction in which deuterium and tritium are combined to make helium?
3: All right, so Matt and I discussed this. Um, I want to say that fission reactors are the kind that split atoms apart, the kind that put them together. Uh, And I think they're still purely theoretical, but I know stars can do it would be a fission reaction. So, or a fusion mm-hmm. reaction, I'm sorry. So we're going to go
2: fusion.
0: Yeah, and we went with the same one, fusion reaction.
2: Points all around. The correct answer is indeed fusion. Uh, and fun fact, Jeff, this reactor uh, does exist in many places around the world. However, at the moment, it just takes more energy to create energy using fusion than you get out of it. So they're much more like big old science experiments than they are actual, like, ways of generating power nice
5: hmm.
2: yeah. yeah but someday who knows yes and, and i
0: think the uh benefit is it actually you don't have any nuclear waste left over it's actually a a, a cleaner energy generation that so mm-hmm.
2: fingers crossed we'll have more in the future <laughs> do you like that clean energy
3: the way we got uh, to our current system was because we needed to figure out how to make bombs so whoops <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, All the best things in life come from uh, trying to make bombs, or so I've been told. Just kidding, FBI. Question number three. (laughs) Uh, In the category of screenplay, one of the foundational plays in basketball occurs when one player sets a screen for the player with the ball, stopping the defender from chasing them. What is this play best known as?
5: Uh, So pretty sure that the basis of this depends on whether the person setting the screen either rolls to the basket or pops out. So it'd either be a pick and roll or pick and pop. But I think the answer for this basis would be a pick.
0: And uh, we based this answer on uh, me watching my son play high school basketball and the only play he ever talked about was a pick. So we said a pick.
2: Points all around, pick is the correct answer, and yes, uh, Matt, very correct. The two most common ways that this play develops are into a pick and roll, if one rolls to the basket, or a pick and pop, if they move back and shoot a jump shot. Mm -hmm. Question number four, in the category of director, once again, speaking of the FBI, longtime FBI director J. Edgar Hoover notoriously abused his power to harass and impede the lives of people like Martin Luther King Jr., Charlie Chaplin and what chairman of the Chicago black Panther party
3: for 10 points. Um, we knew this answer fortunately recently from a, a film on Netflix. Um, I know certainly kind of brought that to more natu- uh, national attention, but we said Fred Hampton.
6: I was also discussing, uh, with Jeannie. I had seen the movie, um, but for the laugh of me, could not think of the name. Oh. Um, so Jeannie, I think you had a guess.
0: I mean, the only thing we could think of was Malcolm X, (laughs) just contemporary.
2: All right. uh, Points to Jeff and Matt on this one. The answer is indeed Fred Hampton. Uh, Yes, Fred Hampton, who appeared by name uh, in uh, Netflix's The Trial of the Chicago Seven and was one of the lead characters in the movie Judas and the Black Messiah, which also came out last year, and Daniel Kaluuya winning an Oscar for his portrayal of Fred Hampton. Question number 5, final question of the game, uh in the category of picture, what muckraking photographer and journalist scandalized the world and helped kickstart the progressive movement with his 1890 exposé how the other half lives?
5: Uh, this one, we kind of had no idea. As you were discussing, you were describing him. I kept saying in my head, Larry Flynn, Larry Flynn, Larry Flynn. Uh, and then 1890 did not make sense, but maybe he's just an immortal being. He's been around since the beginning of time. So we're going to go with Larry Flynn.
0: And uh, we tried to dig into our well of turn of the century uh, journalists. But the only thing we came up with was Upton Sinclair.
6: We just had so much knowledge in the area that it all just got bottled.
2: Yeah. All right. I'm sorry to say, no points here. Um, yes, Larry, Larry Flint, way, way before he was ever uh, promoting pornography, did not actually help found uh, the progressive movement. Um, Upton Sinclair it was a, a very good guest, but we are looking for Jacob Reese. Mm. That is R I I S.
5: Jacob Reese. All right. After that final round, final scores are tabulated and coming in second with a very respectable 100 points is the hummingbird crickets, which I found out was not about the animal or insect It's actually about the sport. So I've been saying it wrong the entire time. But today's cream of the crop with 195 is the swallowing cicadas. So it's us. Yay. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I never want to cheer for us. (laughs) guys. Is that weird?
3: I'm always happy Switching? when everyone. I'm, I'm actually happier when the contestants win.
5: Oh yeah, it's just it's more fun for everybody. Start of the
6: show, we would have tried harder.
5: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, um, you were you were both so much fun. So uh, thank you for for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, It was so a
3: really
5: really fun game, uh, Ben. Thank you so much for writing it. Uh, any any last words on the show today?
2: Yeah, I, I just want to give a quick thank you to my four friends who both helped me put the game together and uh, play test it. And this is the house that I'm staying in. So literally putting a roof over my head. Uh, Jamie, Emily, Michaela and Tyler, um, as well as the other people who I've been playing trivia with all pandemic via Zoom, uh, which includes uh, Brenna, Mike, Elliot um, and of course, my friend Ruby. Awesome. And thanks again for having me.
5: Oh, no worries there. Uh, Mark, thank you for joining us from all the way down under uh didn't come out your way today but i hope you had a good time any last words or shout outs
6: oh no this has been fantastic guys even even with my poor performance i still had a great <laughs> time i uh, thank you ben for the game i'd call out some people but i am definitely not telling anyone about this particular episode i'll tell <laughs> them about the show in general but i'm going to skip. tell them to skip this one so no yeah. shout outs today but no seriously thank you for having me it's been great
5: Awesome. Thank you, Mark. And last but not least, uh, Jeannie, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, any people you'd like to shout out or any last words there?
0: Uh, no, well, I had a, I had a fantastic time and, uh, of course, uh, obligatory shout out to my kids. So I will make them listen to this. So.
5: <laughs> That's one of our main demographics is children forced to listen to it because their parents were on the show. Uh, yeah. so we do appreciate that. Any final words from you, Neil? no oh he, he's so choked up he just he just he just can't get anything out so on behalf of all of our guests ben mark genie and jeff too my name is matt and that was triviality uh we're pretty sure that this is me talking over the odds i'm gonna do that again <laughs> <laughs> i was like he wants to
3: do it i don't care <laughs>